probably been a couple of times that um, I have shared along the lines of angels, but you know, time flies. I was looking at some of my old notes. The first time was 2014, then shared a little bit in 2016. Well, that's five years ago. And so, you know, as as you uh, study a subject, even today, I was like, oh, that's a good scripture. He just keeps adding and adding and adding more to it. And I think that we would all 100% agree that we need to be aware and we need to know how to activate our angels in this day and in this hour. I'm so thankful for what we have in Christ Jesus. I'm thankful for the word of the living God. How about you? I'm thankful for the name that is above every name. I'm thankful for the authority that has been granted to us as believers. And I am really thankful for the blood of the Lamb. There's power in the blood of Jesus. We overcome the devil by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimony. But for the next two Wednesday nights, we are going to center in on something else that is vital and has been given to the church. Did you know that we have access to angelic assistance? Praise the Lord for that. There has not been really a lot of teaching on the ministry and the function of angels. But I truly believe that that needs to change. And that because in the time in which we live, we're hearing stories that we are going to experience more angelic activity, more angelic assistance in our lives. They're there to help and to protect us. And did you know that the subject of angels, sometimes you think, well, there's not that much in the Bible about it. Well, yes, there is. I recently found this out. Now, I did not count them. I take a a man of God's word at it who did study this out. But listen to this. Angels in the Bible, there are 273 references to angels. That's a lot. 108 in the Old Testament and 165 in the New Testament. Because some people will say, well, you know, angels were active in the Old Testament, but not so much in the New. Oh, no, that's not true. And you know what? You and I, we're living in the New Covenant. So if they were active in the New Testament, then they're going to be active in the New Covenant in which you... And I live in. Then other people will say, well, how do we know how many angels that there really are? I don't have a a number for you, but this will give you a perspective. Over in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 22, uh, the New King James, it says, But you have come to Mount Zion and to the city of the living God, the heavenly (coughs) Jerusalem. And then this is what I want you to see. To an innumerable company of angels. Now, do we have any scholars in here? Let me ask Melva. She's so smart. Melva, what does innumerable mean? Infinity. 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 You can't count them. Hallelujah. And that's how many angels there are. Glory be to God. I heard years ago, I heard a man of God, Charles Cap. he's been in heaven for a long time, but he, I don't really know how he calculated it, but at that time when he was ministering and according to how many people were alive on earth and how many angels that he had calculated, he said there were at least 20,000 angels available for each and every person. Whoa. I think we got an army. Army angels. An army of angels at our disposal. Now, are people using their angels? No. Most people are not. They're not active. They're not doing anything. But if we would send them forth, they would be doing some stuff for us. Another way just to think about how many there are, you'll remember when Jesus was in the garden of Gethsemane with his disciples. And this was right before he was going to go and be crucified. 
and he'd been praying and then all of a sudden here comes Judas and the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the Jewish leaders to capture uh, Jesus. Judas was betraying him. And of course we know Peter pulled out his sword, cut off one of the guy's ear and boy he was ready to go toe to toe. He was ready to fight these guys and not let them take Jesus. But it's interesting what Jesus said to him in Matthew 26, verse 53. He said, Do you think that I cannot now pray to my Father and He will provide me with more than 12 legions of angels? Now, I did look this up. And one legion was 6,000. So what he was saying to them that day, put away your swords. If I really did not want to give myself as the Lamb of God and lay down my life for you, I could call 12 legion of angels and they would come and rescue me. All of you that might need help with math, if one legion is six, 12 is 72 thousand he said at one command there'd be 72,000 angels on the scene I think all the Roman soldiers all of the Pharisees all of the Sadducees you know they're sad you see because they did not believe that's what I learned in Sunday school anyway (laughs) all those guys all the Jewish leaders All of them, they would have fallen down if 72,000 angels showed up on the scene. So my point is this. We all have angels at our disposal. Think about this. With billions of people on the earth, God said, I've given my angels charge over you. When a person comes into this world and is born, at that moment, we know for sure they are assigned a guardian angel. Jesus, he referenced this in Matthew chapter 18, verse 10. Take heed that you do not despise one of these little ones. For I say to you that in heaven they're angels. Now this is an account... When uh, the disciples were basically rebuking the little children for coming unto Jesus. And he said, oh, no, no, no. Don't you rebuke them. Don't you despise them. Let the little children come unto me. And then he went on to say that they have angels that are... I always see the face of my Father who is in heaven. You know, little babies, little children... I think they're a lot more aware of spiritual things than adults. We grow up and we lose our sensitivity to the things of the Spirit. But when they're little, they're very open. They're very aware. I believe even in other nations that children have been in dangerous situations and they've been very aware that the angels of the Lord have watched over them and taken care of them. Recently on our first visit in April when we were down, oh no, this was in April, yeah, when we were down, I was down with the the kids and went to pick up Liv and Lucy one day from school. And after we got home playing with Lucy, and she just randomly said to me, Grammy, there's an angel at my school. Well, she goes to a Christian school, so I'm thinking... Does somebody dress up like an angel, I asked her. She said, no. And then I said, is there a big picture of an angel in your classroom? She almost got disgusted. She went, no, Grammy, a real angel. She's trying to get her point across. A real angel. I don't know where she could have got been so expressive, but she is a little bit. A real angel. And then I said, well, where is he? She said, he's outside the window, just like I should know these things. Come on, Grammy, get with the program. There's an angel watching over my classroom. And I believe it. 
I believe that she literally was seeing her angel watching over her. And really, if you think about it, even when you were a kid, just think about some of the dumb things that you probably did as a kid. I can remember growing up on the farm, some of the things that we did, you know, from climbing giant trees and falling out of them, leaping over electric fences. I do not recommend that. (laughs) Or this one. This is really one. We would swim in our pond with water moccasins sunning themselves on the bank. And every once in a while they'd jump in the water. But we had a dog named Sarge and we'd say, sick And he'd get the water moccasin, take care of it. But we also had angels. Anybody else ever do some really dumb things? Well, that's that's country kids that did that kind of stuff. Let's talk about what some of the city kids may have done. How about in the car, a speeding car, you're not driving, but a speeding car that goes through the front of a building and levels it. Anybody in here ever experienced that? I know the angels of the Lord had to protect him in that situation. We don't lose our angels just because we grow up. But there does come a time when we have to make a choice, a decision to become a believer or not. And if we choose to become a believer, we got those angels walking over us. But it's like all of the promises of God. We sang it tonight. The promises of God are yes and amen. But the promises of God have to be acted upon. They have to be activated by faith. Like our spiritual uh, father, Dad Hagen, always said, they don't just fall on us like ripe cherries off of a tree. We have to release our faith for these things. And that's why you got to get born again and you got to learn how to put your angels to work for you. Otherwise, they are standing around with their arms and their hands folded and they cannot help you if you don't activate them. But we know how in this place. Amen. And we know that he has given his angels charge over us. Another important thing we need to think about with angels is they are not chubby little babies wearing diapers and having a little bow and arrow Cupid thing on Valentine's Day. That is not the picture of the angels of the Lord. Now, I always loved to play Gabriel or to play one of the angelic hosts in the manger scene. But you know, really, and this isn't to burst anyone's balloon, but you will not find in the Bible that there are ever any female angels. They're male angels and they're mighty and they're strong. It was Gabriel who delivered that message long ago that Jesus had been born. It was the angel of the Lord. Which one angel was it that helped Daniel, when he, the warring angel, that helped him when he was wrestling and praying with God. These are mighty and strong beings. Hallelujah. They're not chubby little baby, babies. Another thing that's important for us to realize about angels, they are created for specific purposes. We'll look in the Word of God in the next two weeks on what some of those are, but let me just tell you a few right now. They deliver God's message. They are messengers. Actually, the word angel in the Hebrew means messenger. So that's what one of their main things that they do. They also bring instruction and give guidance. They also fight battles. Hallelujah. And they win every single time. They provide protection. They bring provision. And they bring deliverance from harm. I've already been quoting it, but let me read it to you. Uh, Psalms 91.11 out of the Amplified. I like it in this version. For he will give his angels a special charge over you. I love these words. 
to accompany and defend and preserve you in all of your ways of obedience and service. He said, I'm going to give my angels special charge over you. They will accompany you. Hallelujah. Aren't you glad? Jesus said, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. We know that he lives big on the inside of us. But it's good news to know that wherever I'm going, I got these angels going with me on either side of me. Hallelujah. In front of me, behind me. They're surrounding me. Glory be to God. And they are there to defend. They are there to preserve me. Now we want to take time tonight and we want to look at a biblical account of divine deliverance brought about by the angels of the Lord. Divine Deliverance. Is anybody interested? Well, I grew up on these Bible stories, and you know what? They are not fairy tales. Again, last week when I was down with the girls and their mom and dad was gone, well, every night John usually reads Lucy a Bible story. And I couldn't find the little Bible book. You know, I don't know where it was in her room. A little bit messy. But anyway, we'd been playing all day. Couldn't find it. So I said, you know what? Grammy's going to tell you a Bible story. And I started telling her about how Jesus fed the multitude. And her eyes were getting big. And she said, is that true? She said, that's hard to believe, Grammy. But is that true? I said, it's true. I'm not making this up. And then later she told Papa, Grammy knows the Bible stories by heart. She was impressed, but she doesn't know how many thousands of times I've heard the Bible stories. We ought to know something, right? We ought to learn something. But this is one of my favorite Old Testament Bible stories, Daniel. Let me just give you a little bit of background. Daniel was part of the Hebrew children that were carried away into Babylonian captivity. And at the time, the king was King Darius. But he was part of that same group, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. You ever heard of those guys? That's a whole other deliverance story. The three Hebrew children that wouldn't bow, and they were thrown into the fiery furnace. They didn't bow, but they also didn't burn because there was a fourth man that showed up in the fire. So that's some companions that Daniel hung with. And he had favor. All these Hebrew boys had favor with the king. The one scripture says they excelled them all in wisdom and knowledge and insight. You know what it was? It was the anointing. It was a hand of the Lord upon them that caused them to rise to the top. And you can claim that. Maybe on your job there's a promotion or something that's available. You ought to just claim the hand of the Lord is upon me for good. The hand of the Lord just causes me to rise to the top. I got favor with God and man. There's something on me and there's someone in me that causes me to stand out in the crowd to stand out in the group when I go for an interview and it's called the favor of the Lord it was on Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego and it was on Daniel he was full of wisdom excellent spirit in him so he had been promoted and the king was considering putting him in charge of his in entire kingdom well there were some other folks in the king's court that got really jealous about that they didn't like it they were looking to find some fault in Daniel and the only thing that they could find was this well he opens his window he looks toward Jerusalem he gets on his knees and he prays Three times a day. Wow. Not going to go there, but what would that would to God? That would be the only fault people could find in our lives. Amen. (laughs) 
the only thing they could come up with. He prays to his God three times a day. So they thought, how are we going to get rid of him with this only thing that we have seen? So they came up with this evil plot. Let's go to King Darius and let's employ to his ego, his big, fat ego. And let's tell him, oh, you're the greatest king that ever lived. Nobody could do anything without you. There's no one like you, O king. You're so great that we think people ought to bow down to you. They ought to pray to you. So we have an awesome idea. Let's make a statue of you. And let's say that everybody has to bow down to you for the next 30 days. They can't pray. To any other God. And if they do, they get thrown in the lion's den. <coughs> well, you know, his big fat ego was going, Yeah, I am pretty special, aren't I? Ooh, that's a great idea. Can you make that statue out of gold? Uh, you know, I want it to glisten in the sun. So he bought in to this lie. And so what was Daniel's reaction when this decree went out? Don't pray to any other gods except to the king for the next 30 days. And if you do, you will be thrown into the lion's den. Well, let's see what Daniel's reaction was. Daniel 6 verse 10. Now when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went home and in his upper room... He drew the shades. He closed all of the doors. He went over into his closet with his knees shaken and he whispered a prayer. No way. Do anybody else have that translation? No, me either. He went into his upper room with his windows open towards Jerusalem. And he knelt down on his knees three times that day. And he prayed and he gave thanks before his God as was his custom since early days. Oh, I love that. As was his custom. He had been raised by a praying mom and a praying dad. And even though he had been captured and brought into Babylonian captivity, he never forgot who he was. And he never forgot who the true and the living God was. Hallelujah. He might have been in captivity, but he wasn't captive in his heart. He was a free man to worship and to praise his God. Hallelujah. And the favor upon him had brought promotion in King Diaris's camp. He had this elevated position in his government, but it did not change his spiritual position. I wrote that down today because that went off in my heart. He had been elevated in the king's court and in his government, but he still maintained his spiritual position of humbling himself before his God. When promotion <coughs> shows up in our lives, remember to give God the glory. And never change your spiritual position. Of all glory goes to you. It's not by my own hand that I've gotten this might or this wealth or this job. Lord, I will forever bow my knees humbly before you and give you all the honor and give you all the glory. Daniel had a right heart toward God. And he continued... To pray in spite of what the declaration said. So, of course, these guys, these evil uh, plotters were watching him. They caught him. 
on the, in the very act of it. And if it had been in our day, they would have had their cell phones and they would have been recording it and they would have plastered it all over YouTube and social media. Look at this guy. Look at Daniel. He has so much favor with the king. Now what are you going to do about it, king? Look, he's defying your order. And we see it on Facebook. We've seen it on YouTube. It's real. Well, who knows if all that stuff is real. But anyhow, he continued to pray. And what did they do? They ran immediately and reported it to the king. Well, if you read this whole account, it tells us that when the king heard that his heart was saddened, immediately he realized, I have been set up. I fell for their trap. And the Bible even says he was displeased with himself. And he tried every way he could think of to spare Daniel. But these evil men forced his hand said, look, here's your stamp, here's your signature. This is what you signed. This is what you put your stamp on. If you don't obey by this, then nobody will obey by your orders. So this is what the Bible says in verse 16. So the king, are you all still okay with this story? Good. You're a good little Sunday school class. I'll give you all gold stars at the end. So in verse 16. So the king gave the command and they brought Daniel and they cast him into the den of lions. But the king spoke saying to Daniel, oh boy, I love this, I love this, I love this. Your God, the king didn't know him. He didn't know the God of Daniel, but he had seen the God of Daniel through Daniel. And he said, your God whom you serve continually will deliver you. Woo! He spoke words of faith. He said, Daniel, I've seen the hand of your God strong upon you. I've seen how God has kept you. I've seen how God has given you wisdom beyond your years. And if your God did all of that, Daniel, I'm assured your God, whom you serve continually, will deliver you. When we are on the Lord's side, when we take a stand for righteousness sake, when we stand up and say, let God be praised. Jesus is Lord over California. Jesus is Lord over the Bay Area. We are not going to bow our knee to any other God. There may be people that don't believe in our God, but when they see how He intervenes on our behalf, when they see how He delivers us, when they see how He provides for us, when they see how He protects us, when they see how no evil comes nigh our dwelling, they're going to stand up just like King Diarius and they're going to say, of a surety, your God, woo, your God, is the true and the living God. Hallelujah. So the Bible goes on and it tells us that the king went back to his beautiful chamber and his cozy, comfy little sweet, probably sleep number bed and he was trying to sleep all night and he was tossing and he was turning. It said his sleep departed from him. He didn't get a week of sleep wondering what was happening to Daniel. And then the Bible goes on and it says that early in the morning, early in the morning, he ran to that den. And he said, Daniel, servant of the living God, whom you serve continually, has he been able to deliver you from the lions? And Daniel was so sound asleep, he hadn't been up all night. He had been sound asleep on the promises of God and on a fluffy lion pillow. Woo-hoo-hoo! And he's rubbing his eyes 
And he's trying to wake up. King, King, is that you? Yes, Daniel, Daniel. Are you alive? Woo. And this was Daniel's reply in verse 22. We've got to read some of these scriptures. My God sent his angel. And he shut the lion's mouth so that they have not hurt me because I was found innocent before him. Daniel didn't even get into resentment about those wicked men plotting against him. He didn't allow unforgiveness. He didn't allow bitterness in his heart. He knew if he was going to have the delivering power of God working in his life, his heart had to be clean. His heart had to be innocent before him. And also, O king, I've done no wrong before you. Woo-hoo-hoo! Don't you love this? And because of that, my God sent his angel and he shut the mouths of the lions. And did you know that our God is still shutting the mouths of the lions today? Woo! He will shut the mouths of your accusers. He will shut the mouths of bad reports. He will shut the mouths of talking heads on television. I am just waiting for some of them to go dumb. I'd love it. Just continue to try to talk and their voice is gone. Our God will shut the mouths of wicked leaders. He's still in the business of shutting the mouths of the lions. If you find yourselves in the den of a lion, maybe in a boardroom full of false accusations, under your breath just say, Dear God, I thank you. You specialize in shutting the mouths of the wicked. Shutting the mouths of the devourers. Because you've given your angels charge over me. And God did not just shut the mouths of the lions and deliver Daniel in grand style. But because of his great deliverance, the king said, Okay, where are your accusers? And he said, that thing that they tried to put, that judgment on you, is now going to be put on them. God reversed that thing. Amen. It's like the gallows of Haman. He tried to have Mordecai hung. And he tried to have the Jewish people wiped out. But through a little Jewish girl named Esther. Woo-hoo! Deliverance came to the people of Israel. And that gallow that Haman had built thinking he was going to have Mordecai hung on. He was hung on. And that's what God does. He will turn the tables. He will turn things around. Our God specializes in the turn around. Turn around. Woo! Talk about a turn around for Daniel. Not only was his life spared, but those that had accused him that day, that judgment came upon them and the king said the men and the families that plotted against you oh Daniel they shall be thrown into the lion's den and those lions were hungry they were hungry they hadn't eaten all night they had locked jaw and as soon as those people hit the bottom of that den well you know you know the rest of the story They had a delicious meal that day. Let's just say that. And what was the result? Well, the king made another decree. Y'all still tracking with me? Woo! In verse 26, I make a decree that in every dominion of my kingdom, men must tremble and fear before the God of Daniel. Woo! 
He still doesn't know him personally, but he knows he's the true and the living God. And he knew it because of Daniel. Woo! Fear before the God of Daniel. For he is the living God. And steadfast forever. His kingdom is the, is the one which shall not be destroyed. Are y'all hearing this? Think of that. A king that didn't even know God is declaring what we ought to be declaring over our nation today. Our God is the living God. His kingdom is steadfast forever. And the kingdom of God shall never be destroyed. The body of Christ is waking up. Hallelujah. More are they that are with us. Glory be to God. Our nation is going to go the way of God. Hallelujah. Our God is the only God. Our God is the most high God. Woo! Hallelujah. Woo-hoo-hoo. His kingdom is the one which shall not be destroyed, and his dominion shall endure forever. Woo! There is no end to the kingdom of God. And there is not going to be a sad end to the people of God of God and the church of the living God is not going to go out of this world beat up and beat down we're going out in a blaze of glory the glorious church we're going out the head and not the tail above and not beneath whatever it takes we got angelic help I want to say, preach it, King Darius. Woohoo! Preach it, O King. And you preach it, O kings and priests. He has made us to be. Oh boy, can you handle some more? Verse 27. Woo! He's not, he's not done yet. This is the king declaring this. About our God. About Daniel's God. Who is our God. We're in the same family. Woo! He said, He delivers and He rescues. And He works signs and wonders in heaven and on earth. Who has delivered Daniel from the power of the lions? Woo! Don't lose your shout. We're talking about deliverance. Woo! Divine deliverance. He delivers and he rescues. And he does it by any means that he has to. He will do it through the blood of the Lamb. He will do it through us declaring the Word of God. And he will do it through divine, angelic intervention. And I know that there are fixing to be a lot more divine, angelic interventions. Glory to God. Hallelujah. You want to hear some more about how God delivers and he defends. Let me just read you a couple more scriptures. Psalms 34, 7 in the NLT. Woo. For the angel of the Lord is a guard. He surrounds and he defends all who fear him. Praise the Lord. The angels of the Lord are surrounding and defending those who fear, who reverence, who worship Him. When you leave here tonight and you get in your automobile, you need to declare it. You need to say it. The angels of the Lord are in camp around about my automobile. No one's going to bump it and it's not going to bump anybody. Nobody's going to come through a red light and hit me. The angels of the Lord are encamped round about me. They keep me in all of my ways and I like to add in all of my days. Woo-hoo-hoo. Oh, glory be to God. That same passage in God's Word translation, I don't know if we have it, the messenger of the Lord encamps around those who fear Him and He rescues them. 
Aren't you glad that our Heavenly Father has given angels assignment to guard, to protect, to keep, to defend, and to deliver us? Angels are working on our behalf, but we have to activate them. That's what we're going to do here in just a few minutes. Psalms 103, verse 20 says, Bless the Lord, you His angels, who excel in strength, who do His word, heeding the voice of His word. They carry out the commandment of faith. They carry out, when we speak the word, that's what activates them. He has given them to us, but we have to send them We have to speak faith-filled words. They don't respond to fear-filled words. They respond to the Word of the living God. One last scripture over here in Hebrews chapter 1, verse 14. And we'll pick up with this one next week. Are they not all ministering spirits? Sent for to minister for those who will inherit salvation. A lot of people quote that. Are they not all ministering spirits sent for to minister to? Well, the angels of the Lord certainly can minister to us. The prophet Elijah, when he ran from Jezebel and he thought he was going to die, the angel of the Lord came and made him angel food cake ministered to him and he got his nourishment back so they can in respect minister to us but they really are there to minister for us hearkening to the voice of our word hearkening to when we speak the word hallelujah we do the speaking they do the acting we send them Hallelujah. I think that's enough for tonight. We'll pick up here next week. How about we stand and just begin to give the Lord some glory. Lord, we want to give you glory. We give you glory. We thank you, Lord. (laughs) Woo! We thank you, Lord, that you have given your angels charge over us. We thank you, Lord, for divine deliverance and protection. Thank you, Lord. Ha, ha, ha. No evil's going to befall us. Neither any plague come nigh our dwelling. Oh, we're grateful. We're thankful, Lord. Woo! Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord. And in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Now, this is what we're going to do right now. In the name of Jesus, we take authority over any attacks, any assignments of the enemy. We know what happened to Daniel. That was an all-out assignment and a plot of the devil to take him out. And we know that the devil is still the same devil today. We don't give him glory. We don't reverence him, but we take authority over him. And we take authority over any plots, plans, schemes against God's people, against the church, against our nation. Oh my. (laughs) And we say, no weapon formed against us is going to prosper. No weapon formed against our loved ones is going to prosper. And Lord, right now, we do what Hebrews said. We send forth the angels. The angels go. Angels of the Lord are angels. 
go. The Lord has given you special charge over us. Special charge over our loved ones. And we send them forth right now. Oh, over the entry points. Now this comes up in my heart right now too. We need to post angels post angels at the entry ports points here in the bay area and at the entry ports i know i prayed over this before and it comes up in my heart quite a bit but we do need to make sure we're on our post and we're on our guard we are not in fear but this is our territory and this is our domain and so we because we live here we can post the angels of the Lord and I have it right now real strong over our bridges over our bridges over so just do that with me and just say angels go protect guard keep our bridges in the Bay Area in the name of Jesus and our port our ports our ports our ports of entry where the ships come in our ports of entry in the name of Jesus now I know you got a connection with the ports so we come into agreement right now all of those that work there in our ports and we thank you Lord that the angels the angels are, are watching over Pastor Nancy's loved ones that work there in the ports and giving them eyes to see all of those that work at the ports we thank you that the angels of the Lord are guarding our entry points glory be to God no evil is coming in to our state through these entry points in the name of Jesus we thank you for it hallelujah every border every border every border every border now we know so much is is happening at our borders. Oh, Father, we lift up the border patrol right now and we ask you, Lord, oh, Masibakata, we thank you that they have heaven's help. Lord, we thank you. More are they, more are they that are with us. We know there's many believers that are working on the borders and we are asking you, Lord, if need be, open their eyes, open their eyes and let them see that they have angelic host, angelic help, hallelujah, 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 thank you Lord, the angels of the Lord are working, they're working, Shoprakata. Send them forth. We commission them to go, to go, to go. Ha 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 ha. Woo! Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Ha 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 ha. Woo! Woo! Blessed be the name. Blessed be the name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Woo! Ha 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 Is somebody in here? Somebody in here? Either in here or watching online. You've been having a whole lot of trouble sleeping. You're worried. You're fearful. You're tossing at night. But man, if God can give Daniel such peace that he can lay down on a fluffy lion pillow and sleep like a baby. The Bible says he gives his beloved sleep. Is there anybody in here that's been dealing with that? Or is it somebody online? Anybody in here having a lot of trouble sleeping? Oh, yeah, I see that. In the name of Jesus. 
in the name of Jesus, we declare peace over him. We declare, hallelujah, the word of God that you have given him your beloved sweet, sweet sleep in the name of Jesus. Oh, and we take authority over any worry any fear any anxiety that's trying to disturb his sleep no in the name of jesus peace 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 be still hallelujah hallelujah and i just heard this in my heart again i don't know if somebody in here or watching online or will watch later but i heard this but you don't know the kind of neighborhood I live in. You don't know what's going on around me. The things that are happening in my neighborhood. It's a scary place. But I hear the Spirit of God saying, you've got angels at your door. You've got angels all around your property. So every night before you go to bed, don't be in fear, but activate those angels. You have 24-7 security. And it's called the angels of the Lord. We've got security that's out of this world. (laughs) They said, didn't it say he's given his angels charge to guard? Isn't that what a night guardsman's supposed to do? Guard, guard. You got guardsmen in the realm of the spirit. And I've been reading, I read some more accounts today. And oftentimes when a person is in danger and an angel of the Lord shows up and brings deliverance to them, the person that's getting the deliverance doesn't see the angel. But the one that's trying to harm them they, their eyes are opened and they see, whoa, there's somebody with them that I didn't know was there. So whether you see them or not, be assured that if an intruder or somebody trying to get on your property or hurt or harm you, you release your faith and you be assured their eyes are going to be open. And they're going to see the army of the angels of the Lord encamped, we read it, encamped round about you and yours. Woo! I think we ought to give him some glory. Woo! Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. (laughs) Woo! Well, I'm telling you, I'm happy. I could shout, shout, shout all night about the fact that he has given his angels charge over us. Amen. Praise the Lord.